and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are talking about a rarity uh, among games of this size, uh, a word game. Brace yourselves. Don't worry. It's fun. Don't let that make you run away. This is still a good game uh, called Paperback. Yes, a word game called... You, you say it as if it... Ooh, paperback. <laughs> ooh, enticing. Let me just entice you with this uh, with this uh, title. Yes, uh, paperback is a Tim Fowers-designed game. Not Flowers, Fowers, F-O-W-E-R-S. Uh, Tim Fowers is a designer who publishes and designs his own games. You might know Burgle Bros is another one of his games that is uh, fairly well-known. And uh, Paperback is his stab at a word-building game, and it holds a distinction in being a game that is surprisingly accessible for people who are not into word games. And um, I guess, uh, what else can we say? Oh, yeah, the one mechanism is it kind of build, mashes up a word-building game and a deck-building mechanism to uh, to an amazing combination. So... I guess from there, do you want to run through the rules real quick, Alex? Yes, I will. All right. <laughs> so, uh, thematically, you are a what a a paperback writer. You're an aspiring just, it, it, author. Yes, you're an an aspiring author. Yeah, uh, named Paige Turner. But a Paige ching. with a P A I G E. See with a. Hey. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so basically, like most standard deck building games, you're going to start with your own hand of cards. Everyone starts with the same hand. It's uh, basically made up of five wilds, so that's it can be any letter you want it to be, but they're essentially worthless other than being one point at the end of the game. Uh, and then everyone also has five of the... They're basically the standard Wheel of Fortune letters, L, N, R, S, and T. No vowels. You're not given any vowels in the beginning. Uh, and each of those are worth, have a value of uh, one cent to, to buy things later on. Uh, and just like any deck building game, you'll shuffle those together and you'll draw a hand of five cards. And you'll use those five cards to make a word. Uh, it can be any word that you have available to you using the letters that you have. Uh, you don't have to use all of the letters, but you want to try and make it a, a high value so that you can buy things that are on the market. Uh, in the market, there are, oh God, like eight or nine different piles, uh, and they all have different values. There's a, a two cent, three cent, four cent, five cent, six cent, and seven cent pile, and then there's another pile that has a combination of eight, nine, and ten cent, uh, and then there are a couple of victory point piles, which I'll get to later. Uh, the one th the the two through ten cent piles each basically have two cards available for you to purchase. Um, if someone purchases one in one of those piles, then it uh, whichever pile has all the cards and it will splay out, and you'll always have two available from every single deck, uh, except for I think the two cent pile, which is. It's always vowels, and they always have the same ability on them, which is to trash. And speaking of abilities, uh, most of the cards usually have some sort of ability on it. So when you have the opportunity to buy a card, you're buying it for a number of things. You're buying it for the letter that's on it. It's like, ooh, I could really use a V. Vs are something I know a lot about. If you know a lot of words with Vs in it, maybe you want a V. Uh, there's also the value of it for using later. So... The, the cards you start out with all have a value of one, as I mentioned before, but the values, the cards you can purchase tend to have higher values. Like you can, it's when you use it in a word, it's worth four cents. So then you can 
buy bigger and better things. Uh, and then the abilities, which I mentioned, and those abilities can be anything from like uh, three cards get added to your next hand, or if this is next to, you know, if this is the first letter in the word, you get to add one cent to something, or things like that. Uh, some of the cards have more than one letter on it, so it might be an ER, so you have to use both of those in combination, or it could be, you know, an uh, ST, or something like that. Um, and those are the different things you might see on cards, and you're just trying to build up your hand to have better and better hands, uh, so that you can buy the really important things, as most deck building games have, is the victory point ones. Just like in your in your starting hand, you have those one cent ones that are wild. You also there are also four other piles of just wild cards, but they are worth way more. There's a five cent, an eight cent, a eleven cent, and a seventeen cent pile. Uh, they each have varying amounts in them based on the number of players, uh, but the they basically have a victory point value that's one less than the cost except for the 17s which are actually worth 15 points but uh, they're usually hard to get to uh, and then the other thing that you can get victory points in is the common letter pile there's one other pile that's kind of uh, stacked in such a way that you can see how many cards are in it uh, and it's a common letter it's another thing that you could add to your to your deck later on, but it is available for everyone to use uh, at any time. Uh, and you can actually earn that letter if you can make a word that is long enough, because uh, it also indicates how long of a word you need to make to earn that letter, and each of them are worth five victory points at the end of the game. So it's it serves you well to, to try and get them, because victory points are very important, and especially a victory point that has a letter on it, making it useful in your de deck later on. Uh, and the first person to get that one makes it even more harder for the next person to get the next letter that is available because every time someone gets one of those common letters, then they have to make a longer word. So then it's eight, an eight word letter earns you the next one and then a nine letter word. And I believe it goes all the way up to what an 11 letter word. Yes. And then after the 11 letter word, uh, then that would end the game, which brings us to game end. That is one way the game can end. If all of the common letter cards get earned, uh, the other way is if two of the fame point files, uh, fame point files, fame point piles, uh, <laughs> the ones that I mentioned earlier that are just wilds. If two of those decks run out, then that ends the game. So one of those two ways. And then at Basically, at that point, everyone looks through their deck that they have built and all the victory points they, they have earned. Uh, whoever has the most victory points wins the game. Ta-da. There we go. And that is it. Um, yeah, this is a this is a great game. I mean, it it adds like um, it. We were talking about this before, <laughs> but it it does a really great job of being an entry point for people, or not just an entry point, but a an accessible game for people who don't feel confident in their uh, vocabulary for word games because most word games go if you have a bigger vocabulary you're going to be able to do bigger words and score bigger points on those bigger words scrabble comes to mind as one of the best examples of that phenomena but uh, scrabble is a great game but what this does with allowing you to combine it with a deck building mechanism so you're slowly incorporating whatever letters you want and you are uh, you are strapped by the constraints or you're constrained by the uh, whatever's in your deck, you can kind of create a strategy based upon your own personal vocabulary. So there's no reason to get crazy amounts of letters for words that, <laughs> that might not come up. If you just want to spell house or let's see, even smaller, tree, just make sure you're getting a lot of E's, T's, and R's and then just keep spelling tree constantly because at the end of the day, you're just trying to yeah. get points 
not necessarily spell the biggest words. Those can be helpful, of course, but you just, at the end of the day, need points, and there's a lot of ways to do that. So I really love, it's astounding to me how well this game works in that sense as a word-building game. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, well known as being a horrible word person. Uh, it, I'm, I'm okay now. I've been training myself a lot of crosswords lately, so I'm, <laughs> I'm middle ground. Although probably someone who is a word nerd would say I'm like a beginner, a novice. But uh, <laughs> right. my, my wife is a huge word nerd. She easily does crosswords and things like that. So whenever we do them together, she's doing like ninety percent of the work. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we have a ton of different word games, and she will handily beat me in all of them. But this game, I I usually have a good shot in. Uh, I think, uh, especially in the earlier games when we were playing, she was definitely focused on the, I want to make really cool long words. What What's the best, coolest word I can make? And then I would just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to grab this victory point because, you know, yeah. I did, you know, stern for the fifth time. <laughs> uh, and, and then she'd be like, oh, shoot, I need to be grabbing victory points. That's, that's what I need to be doing. And so I would be able to get it. Although now she's, you know, way more tuned into it and the games are pretty close usually. So, right. But yeah. I can I can hold my own in this. Whereas, like if I'm playing Boggle, I I have no chance. There's I think, <laughs> I, yeah. Like, the only way I can beat her is if she's inebriated, which uh, <laughs> which is which, your strategy. <laughs> hey, we should probably have like five beers and then play a game. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 such a great design. Like Tim Fowers is kind of known for having really um, interesting mechanisms and, and and unique themes within his games and this is no exception and it just it's tight it's a very tight game um i have played this most with two or a full complement and so i haven't played much in the middle because uh, it plays two to five and it is uh, satisfying as a two-player game for sure um and it it was quite satisfying as a full complement five-player game uh have you played much with the uh, other player counts I've played, I think, one or two, three or four player games here and there. I usually play the two. Yeah. I've also played the five player game. Uh, it can drag a bit depending on who you're playing with. And, you know, sometimes you just don't have the right cards in your hand, uh, especially if, if people have a lot of attack cards. So some of those special abilities could be like attack. Uh, it's going to cost you one cent to buy something. So it's like an extra cent added onto things. Or, you know, you draw one less card in your next thing and so it's can it, it can slow it down a little bit but there aren't that many attack cards so it doesn't slow right. it down too much it's yeah but uh it it can depending on what people because sometimes people aren't pacing like oh i want the game to end it's hard to know because there's those two ways it can end right sometimes you're so focused on i need to make a really long word so i can right. get that common letter what but it's like well that's not really how my hand is is working out right now i just need to get more you know just value so that i can just get the fame point cards out yeah i think it and i think it's like that that well it's like the thing of it, you sort of have to remind yourself what the goal of the game is cuz you can get lost in trying to spell really complex words but remind yourself like you said that's not the point of the game so um, I've had that experience too, where people kind of need to be reminded, like a little bit of analysis paralysis on their turn as they're trying to about what's the best word here. It's just like, okay, but what's the highest point total word for your strategy? Cause you can, you can spell a long word and that would give you probably a lot of currency to buy things from the market, but you might not need all that currency. 
So there's not yeah. a, a point to have this giant word or spend the time to uh, to really like on your turn list m- be mulling constantly. Um, and so I, I've had that experience yeah. too, where players need sort of a nudge to be like, okay, don't forget what you're trying to do, not what you can do here. Right. Um, the other yeah, and so, oh, sometimes I, th- I feel like when people when people are buying things, and I I'm always trying to keep myself in check when I'm doing this is like. Sometimes you feel like just because you can buy something, you should buy something. There are definitely strategic moments where it's like, no, yeah. there's nothing good I want here. Right. Like if, if it's a bunch of Qs, Vs, and Fs, it's like, I already have a Q. I don't need another Q. Sure, it's got a lot of value to it later on, but if I get two Qs in my hand, that's it's not going to be any good. Hard, so yeah. it's definitely advantageous for you to just be like, you know what? I don't need the queue. I'm not going to buy anything. I don't. There's <laughs> nothing good on offer right now for me. I'm just going to wait. And that feels a little wrong, but in this game, it 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 can work sometimes. So you, when you're buying stuff, don't always just be like, I'm going to buy the best thing. You got to have to think about what you've already purchased and how it can work together. So yeah, exactly. And that's the fun thing about targeting it around your own personal vocabulary. Like if you're thinking like Y's are good to get, cause you can always add Y or S's at the end of a word to flesh out that word a little bit, make it plural or um, turn L or Y at the end of a word to uh, make a lar- larger word. Make an so adverb. You, yeah, exactly. It can be targeted on what you're getting, but yeah, I totally agree. There's definitely points. I think one of the, one of the best strategies of this game is to know when you shouldn't be f- making your deck fatter. There's no benefit if it's not if it's going to be a hard word to incorporate. It's just going to be taking up space in a hand um, that that you don't need. <laughs> so having having those harder words uh, or harder letters are are definitely just a, a block, a roadblock that you can throw into your deck for no reason outside of the fact that you just feel like, well, I should buy something here, but I don't need an X, and you shouldn't. Don't buy that X. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're spending a lot of uh, spelling a lot of Mayan words, or uh, I don't know, maybe maybe you had know a lot of X words. But um, the other cool thing about this game is that it comes with a ton, a ton. Well, okay, that's overstating it. It comes with several uh, options with gameplay options in the game outside of the base game. So you have the base game, and then you can add or or not these other components. There can be theme cards, which are um, victory point cards like uh, uh, that you can, if, if you can spell it, a, a word that falls under that theme and everyone agrees that you did, you can take that card and it's it's a certain amount of points. I think it's five. They're each five, right? Yeah, they're, they're five. five so the theme could be something like Western. Yeah. And so like if, if you make a word that's like, oh, sheriff or bandit, right? Yeah. Or, and usually it's something that's a consensus around the table. There there have been definitely times where I'm just like, uh, is this Western? I'm not really <laughs> sure. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like it might just be on the edge and you kind of decide. It's usually a friendly to No one's just like, no, just because you made it. No, but. No, uh, I've, I've played with. But, <laughs> last game I played with this. <laughs> is someone who was just like, no, they were really, they wouldn't let anyone get away with it. Well, maybe it was just me. Maybe they wouldn't let me get away with any. And I was, uh, so I was like, <laughs> come on. Um, but yeah, so, but the cool thing about that is, is that can be taken back. So if someone does spell sheriff, uh, which is a pretty great word to spell in this game, and then they have they have those five points. Well, guess what? If you spell, um, I don't know, cowboy, somehow you get that word out there. Tumbleweed. That would be a good one. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Jeez. <laughs> if you could spell tumbleweed, you should just win this game straight out. <laughs> that's a lot of ease to have in your deck and hit them all at once. I guess you got wilds, but, um, but if you can spell some other, uh, cowboy th- or Western themed, 
Uh, well, heck, if you spell Western, let's say that. That's not a bad one to get. If you can spell Western, you can take that theme card back, and now you have those points. So th- that's a really cool mechanism where it can bounce around the table if you can spell to that theme. Uh, you can also have powers. Like, each player can have a power card, which does something specific that only they can do. And some of our be- some are better than others, but they're, they're a unique way to play. Um, you can also do uh, the cubes, which I have never played with. And the cubes, uh, you know much more about the cubes and how they work, but there's a couple <laughs> variants within the cubes that are in the game as well. And they're more like um, chits, right? Like you're, you can use them, uh, you can earn them in certain ways and then use them as like currency in the market. Right? That's basically how they work. Right. So they're usually used as like an extra cent. And how you earn them is is they give like a, like four different optional things for you to do. Or actually three different options. So the one thing you can do is, and this is what I usually play it with, uh, if I do use the cubes at all, is getting advice from players. So if you've got like uh, cards in your hand, you're like, I don't know anything good. Like I can think of a couple of words here and there. But I feel like there's something better here. You can open it up to the table, which really is an interesting part of this game is being able to open it up to the table because normally in word games it's like no 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 I'm I'm making this I don't care about you it doesn't matter like no one's going to give you anything good if if someone if you take someone's advice that player that gave you that advice if they use the word you know that you can always to decline to use that word but if they use it then you earn a cube to use later on so you're, it's usually beneficial to you uh, depending on what you have in your hand right now but if you're looking at your hand going oh man i've got you know this this seven point word right now if i could just help someone else i get one extra coin then i can get that fame point so it it you know, fosters, you know, a, a little bit of cooperative play there. Uh, another way to do it is, as I mentioned before, um, there's always two cards out in any pile. Uh, so it, it might be that one of those cards is just staying out there an extended period of time. Uh, what they can do is, as some, some games do this, is you add a cube to the card that didn't get purchased so that it's more tempting to buy it. To, for someone else because then it's a, a one cent that could be used later for whoever purchased that. Uh, and the other one is, as I mentioned before, sometimes you don't have a word that you can make out of the letters or there's nothing out there that you want to buy this turn and they, the, the other suggestion is to use them for if you just discard your hand, not make a word at all, then you just get a cube and then you can use that for future turns. Uh, those are the suggested uh, ones. Uh, there's also another card that you did not mention, which is the award cards. Uh, and there are, I think, like five, four or five different awards that you can uh, have. You usually just pick one of them and have it out. And they're usually some sort of end game scenario. Like at the end oh, of the right, game, the right. player with the fewest wilds in the deck gains this card. And they're, again, worth five victory points so again another thing to play towards yeah i forgot about those we don't really i don't really play with those that much although they're not bad i should try to incorporate them in future plays but um but it's really fun i mean you can incorporate you can kind of make this game uh incorporate things that that you find more enjoyable than others i would say i we always almost always play with the theme cards and hit or miss play with the power-ups um just because, uh, I don't know, I'm not as a big a fan of those, but some people really like them. Um, but anyway, there's ways you can really customize the game, and there's so much in the box. So for being such a small game that's good, basically vanilla, it's nice to have that customization and variability um, available to you. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty cool. 
Uh, let's see. Let's... And there are rules for a, a co-op version, which I've oh, never yes. actually played. I have not played it either. It's something about putting like the victory points in like a, a pyramid shape, and you're trying to purchase all of them in a certain number of turns. I think is something how it goes. So, but uh, again, I have not played like that. <laughs> Although I pr- probably should try at some point in time. Yeah, be interesting. Um, yeah, I also have not played that one. Um, but uh, anyway, one, another way to play play this game, which is pretty cool to have so much so many options um the the game itself just to talk a little bit about the game itself is really beautiful it's very colorful all tim fowers games i believe i believe pretty much all his games use the same artist uh or he partners with the same artist and so yeah for the most part yeah the theme is uh they're all all his games are usually very colorful there are a lot of um bold uh bright colors it reminds me of like a 60s advertising style or 60s art style um for some reason, maybe I'm totally off base on that, but that's what it reminds me of. And uh, but but it's totally it really works well for this game and the the fame cards which you can get because the theme is that you're trying to become a prolific paperback writer, paperback novelist. The fame cards that you collect on the face of the fame cards is a fake uh, paperback cover of some sort of book. So some of them are like a western or a, a, a romance novel or a, a crime novel or sci-fi, and so each of them are really well done book covers uh that create a lot of flavor and character and there's usually for each pile available for uh, there's four uh, point piles or i'm sorry four stacks of cards available to purchase each stack is a different cost and a different number of victory points each pile has a uh, has two um book face types that are the same points and the same cost in that pile but they're just a little variety so when you're getting these you kind of feel like you're you know have a little bit of agency and collecting the uh the book title that you want i don't know in in your mind what type of book you want to write i guess but it just adds a little bit of flavor to a game that (laughs) whose theme kind of falls off the rails immediately logically if you're thinking about what you're trying to do as an author you're not getting accolades Uh, for spelling i don't know about you (laughs) i've written a paperback book and it it worked just like really this. you just spelled uh, some big was... words and they're like deal here's a contract <laughs> <laughs> yep that's you what i did spelled tumbleweed <laughs> that's yep. all we did tumbleweed that was that was my big book uh, yeah it was it was great um it's just the word tumbleweed <laughs> it's just paper. tumbleweed in bold <laughs> one letter a page <laughs> uh um just a ten is that a ten letter word or they, yeah just a ten letter word or so or a ten page book. Um, did you mention I, I kind of I, I'm not sure if I heard you or not when you're talking about the common letters. Did you mention the fact that they are not just letters that there are also some unique abilities in the common letters that you can use, like the space. I, I did not mention that. Uh-huh. And I thought we could get through this entire podcast without br- bringing that up. <laughs> Fine, never. <laughs> no, that's a unique part yes, of this. There be- are also yeah. The the common letters are the usually the it's the A E I O. It doesn't include U, uh, and it also has two other ones. It has a space, which means when you may use that common, and I'm using air quotes here because you that you can't see uh, letter uh, because you can use it to make two words. Then, so if you have it's it's there are definitely times where I'm making things. And I'm like, man, I can make two cool words now. You can if that space is available to you. Uh, and then the other one is uh, dyslexia, which allows you to switch two letters if you have a two letter card so like as i mentioned like the er or an se type thing you can use the dyslexia to switch it and it gives it an extra value uh uh, to that one yeah 
and they it definitely can be helpful. I I there were, I think in the last game I played, I'm just like, man, I wish I had like I didn't earn the dyslexia. Uh, Liz Liz got that one, and I was sitting there and I'm just going, man, if I could just change this er to an re, that yeah. would be perfect. But I can't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It, it's a unique and little twist as well to the expectation of having the like the common words. You're going to use them a lot. Or letters. You're going to use them a lot because they're just handy and they're useful because they're they're the vowels, uh, or most of them, I guess. And, but having those little um, uh, those, those little o- other options, the space is really helpful. Dyslexia is really helpful. It's a f- it adds a nice little wrinkle and strategizing on your words that you're going to spell. And yeah, I've had the total experience. You're going to have that experience playing the game where either someone gets it and you don't have it, and so they get it to keep using it. But or also they have uh, right before your turn with the, your big word that you're going to spell, someone earns it. And then you suddenly can't do do what you're going to do, and you're like, "Ah, oh, that's so frustrating. This is going to be epic." But uh, yeah. but it's also uh, a big part of the fun of the game. Um, let's talk a little bit about table space, and this, which is kind of where paperback falls. Not it, it's a little bit of a mark against it because, despite it being a really fun game, it is a bit of a table hog because of the layout. Mainly, it's the marketplace because. In the marketplace, um, you're going to have your uh, stacks of cards laid out, and there are let's see, six, no, seven, seven, yeah, seven, seven decks of cards, and then with an with a face-up card on the top of the deck, and then a card of, from that deck in front of it. So there's actually two rows of seven. Then you're going to have your fame cards, or uh, uh, four of those out, four d- decks of those out. Um, and then you're going to have your common stack of common cards, which are uh, going to be kind of fanned in descending order, uh, out. And so that's kind of a chunk of space already that everyone needs to have access to somehow. Someone could be the banker and sort of be handing them out to people as needed, but somewhere on the table they need to be available and visible to everyone. And ideally they want to be fairly visible because on many of these cards are going to have a text describing what their power or ability is. And so people are probably going to be on you're going to need to be able to read those uh, from wherever you're sitting, just to give you an idea of what not only the letter available to you is, but also what the power on the card is, because that might be uh, a really helpful thing for your strategy. So you have that in front of you isn't too bad because all you have is your draw pile. And then you have your discard pile, of course, next to it, I'm sure. And then you have your hand and, uh, so that's not too bad. You just need enough space to lay out your hand to spell a word when it is your turn. But so it's not too bad there um, in front of the individual players. That being said, I don't know. I, it's kind of a middle ground for me. I mean, there's definitely games that that uh, take a lot more space than this that you can still take out. And but that market is something to be keep be mindful of when you're thinking of how and where to take this out. Um, you're going to need space for that, and it has to be accessible or at least readable to everyone at the table. Yeah, if if you're playing on like a small cafe table type thing, you're not going to you're not going to fit it on that. But if you if if you're using like one of those standard like restaurant square tables and it's just two of you, you'll probably be fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you're yeah, exactly. If you're just playing two, you'll probably be fine pretty much anywhere, but um but I mean, as as with most games, there's a way to you can arrange the market in different ways to, uh, between you, or put it and place it in different ways so everyone can get to it. But um, something to keep in mind. Uh, that being said, other than that, I think this game is is a great vibe for taking out. Like just the the social interaction that this game sort of 
puts forth or you naturally fall into is just it's just really fun because as you're going around you can draw your uh your next hand come for coming up so you can kind of be strategizing on what you're doing and then you can be sort of you know ribbing other people what they're they're doing if they're spelling tree for the 10th time you can give them some crap about that um despite the fact that they'll probably be doing not too bad if they can consistently spell tree but uh but it just it creates a really fun vibe and so the game is very light-hearted despite having some depth of strategy here that you might not expect and it really lends itself well to the sense of, or the uh, the vibe of uh, having a drink or just uh, something to eat while you're playing. Um, we talked a little bit about the attack cards, and I think you know for the most part, like we were saying, they're not they're so few and far between, and they're not directly a gotcha card to a single person. That if you're if you're not much of a take that or an, a direct attack person, it probably won't affect you or, or be a detriment to your play or something that wards you off of playing this game because it's more of a, like a, just a new rule for, for a one round. It's like, okay, for this round, no wilds. Yeah. Or for this round, um, I don't know, I can't remember off the top of my head another one, but it's usually a, a minor setback just for that until it comes back to the person whoever played it and then it goes away so it's usually not like a guess what you can't do anything type of thing yeah and Liz who is doesn't usually like the attack type of thing in a game is it just this really doesn't affect much because again they're so few and far between and even then if you do have one in your deck it's going to take a while for it to show up it's got to cycle right. through again and you might not even use it in the word like you have to use it for the attack to happen and sometimes you're looking going i don't really need an r right now i've got this other word that's going to do so much for me so it it only shows up really every once in a while unless unless you're the type of person that's like no i'm going to use this <laughs> i want them to be attacked uh which uh, that doesn't usually happen <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and most likely if you're going out of your way to try to bend over backwards using an attack just for the power you're probably not going to get that many points and you've sort of lost sight of <laughs> what you're trying to do so but um but yeah they're there and i think they do add a quite a fun or a wrench of the game one of the ways you can play is without them and if some people if they feel like they're getting in the way of the gameplay can definitely do that i think they add quite a lot so i would definitely play with them they just sort of add a fun element to the game um to have to work around uh let's see so who this game is for is for pretty much, I mean, if you're interested in either deck building or like deck building or word games, you should definitely try this game because it's a unique mashup of both of those things and it does it so well. It's surprising that no one made this game before Tim Fowers did because it it works so well together. It's just, it's like, it's like one of those games where you're like, oh, this is obvious. Like, clearly these are two things that should have been put together because they function so well. I mean, building a deck, building up letters to build words. I mean, clearly. So definitely that. And I think broadly, anyone who's into games at all should check this game out because it, um, it's very well designed and, and unique and f quite fun. Um, who is it not for? Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If, if if you absolutely if you absolutely hate word games and you absolutely hate deck building, both the combination right. of both. Right. If you hate if you hate making words and deck building. This is not for you. But yes. if you like either, this game could be for you. This could I be think. it. This could be it. Even passively, even just this, mildly. This could, this could be the one. It's also a really <laughs> great game to uh, intro people who are not 
gamers too, uh, specifically because most people have had been exposed to the concept of some sort of word game, crosswords, whatever, at uh, the basic form. And so they'll get they'll get that concept. The only thing that might be a bit of a slow start is that deck building, if you've never played a game or you're not a bunch of a gamer and you've never done deck building, that concept can be a little be a slight learning curve. It's not like a it's not nothing that would prevent you from teaching it, but just a heads up for introducing it. Um, the idea of building a deck and you're building buying something now for a later turn i mean it the concept's obvious but in practice in my experience at least deck building takes just a, a little bit for people to understand how to functionally do it but nonetheless it's still a very simple and i think that uh they'll pick it up quickly but that that is something to consider when you're teaching it that being said i have intro this game to quite a few people who aren't necessarily gamers just because i knew they would like word game they like word games and it's gone over quite well um my mom took a while to, find, to like get the deck building aspect of it. I think she was frustrated she could just spell things constantly, but um, but once we were kind of getting into it, she really did enjoy it. And speaking of moms, Alex, what would your mom think of this game? Yeah, I'm sure she would hate this game. She would not. <laughs> she she I can tell right now she would not like deck building uh, at all. Yeah, and she's never been much of a. a she does she does do crosswords, but uh, I don't think she'd like. I don't think she the, the the fact that deck building's in there at all is just going to be like I don't really know what I'm buying I don't I, like if she has to <laughs> strategize something she's not she's not in it she just she wants to have excitement fun yelling and probably rolling dice and right. they're really <laughs> there's there are definitely no dice in this game yep. uh, unless you get those wooden cubes and start drawing on them but uh, no this is not for for my mom. Yes, no big minus a thousand points for no dice right away, and uh, so it's got to be pretty strong game if it's going to try to impress your mom with no dice. And uh, I, I, I can see your mom not like this one either, as as well. But um, let's see what else could we cover here. I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything we want to say about paperback. Uh, I think. Oh, one last thing I was going to mention, though. Is, speaking of being a takeout game, uh, one of the things that really lends it well to that is, once again, it comes in, it's all cards, obviously, or mostly cards except for your cubes. And so it comes in this great little case, the, or the, the, yeah, the board game box is a very thick cardboard, and it sleeves, the bottom sleeves into the top uh, snugly. And everything fits in there very well, and it's just it's just durable. So it's also the art design on it looks really cool. It looks like a stack of books, and so that's just another nice thing about taking it out. It's not a big standard size board game box. It's very small, and it's easily portable. So one little side note on and you, you can apparently hide your valuables in it. As it looks <laughs> yes. like a stack of yeah. books. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> looks like that fake book. Just kidding. It's a game. I, that's not that much of a surprise. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think Paperback's just a great a great game. We'll see uh, when we do our, our final list where it places, but I would, uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out if you have the option because it is a fun and unique take on two interesting mechanisms that you haven't seen mashed up exactly like this before. Yes. All right. I, I would like to add that there, there is an expansion. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. You have it. There's I have never played it. called Paper... I I have it. I love it. I think it's I personally I think if you own paperback you should also own the expansion uh because basically it adds a bunch of other modules that you can add to the game and we've added them to the game and we are never removing them from the game because <laughs> some of them are just 
they they're just perfect they're exactly what it adds a spice to it that just makes it really nice uh basically the modules that are have been added and some of them are modules some of them are just additional cards so essentially it's uh they give you additional fame point cards and they add them because they kind of changed up the way the fame point works Uh, instead of having four stacks there's actually three stacks and there's actually varying prices in each of the stacks so it could be something where it's like a oh this one's going to cost you eight cents and it's worth seven victory points but the next one in that pile could then be five cents so it kind of varies it up so sometimes if a a high priced one comes out you're like i gotta beat them to that because in the other game it's just like well i know there's one left there it's not it's not a huge rush to me in this one it's just like no i have to be the first one to get that i've really gotta try and use my worth efficiently here Uh, The other thing is they add a bunch of other common cards and they kind of change it up. They've added some new powers like things that allow you to uh, trash out of your discard now or it could be something where you can like dumpster dive so essentially go through the cards that are in the trash and take cards out of there. Uh, There are other cards where it's like, oh, this is a three-letter card uh, which is usually pretty valuable. It's something like an ION or an ING and they're always helpful because you can always end a word in that pretty much Uh, and they, they tend to be worth like six or seven cents for you to spend on things and since they're so powerful they actually have the other power of you draw one less card your next turn so uh, it, it usually gives you one big push right in the middle and it's always it's great I love them they're, hmm. they're, they're wonderful uh, the other thing they add to the the marketplace as well some of the common cards is a new type of scoring mechanism in there because the, the as I mentioned the marketplace doesn't have any victory points in it uh, they do add some in there this time. They have lowercase letters, uh, which is kind of a set collection thing because the more lowercase letters you'll have at the end of the game, the more th- the the more you have in, in worth. So if you had one lowercase letter, it's just one victory point. If you have two lowercase letters, it's now three points. And if you had three, it's now five points. And it, it kind of works. Actually, it's, I think it's pyramidal numbers. So it's one, three... Uh, 6, 10, 15 is the way it works. Uh, So the more you have of those, and every time we play, it's usually, we're usually vying for those. I think the the last game we played, it's just like there were three lowercase letters from the get-go, and I'm like, okay, I've got to get as many of those as I can grab. Uh, And then when more of them showed up, I'd be like, all right, I've got to get, got to get enough money to purchase that. And then it'd be like, oh, you took the lowercase letter from me. I had such a good thing going. Uh, But they're they're really nice. Um, The other thing, which we uh, always in include as well is um, they have new starter cards you still start out with the same consonants but you can you can swap out those wilds that basically are just one victor point they do nothing else uh, now they're they're wild still and they are still I don't think they're worth one victory point anymore now that I think about it but uh, they actually have a vowel on them so they're all the vowels a e i o u but you don't have to use them as those letters it it has a suge- it, it you can use them if you do and if you do there's like a little power below it so if you do use I think it's like the the o as an o uh, then you get to draw one card next turn or you can trash a card this round or things like that so it it gives you two choices you can either use it as any letter you want to but you could use it to get something additional if you want to you don't have to Uh, and then there's also um, two other things that are that are actually one three other things Uh, some of those common letter cards uh, as I mentioned before there's sometimes two letters on them well now they've included an asterisk in there so it's like asterisks are so you can use as whatever you want that to be the asterisk is a wild letter it's it's still going to be worth some points Uh, and then the other thing 
that they included is uh, another set of typos, kind of like lowercase letters. The typos are a persistent card, so once you buy it and then you use it, it will stay out, kind of like in um, Star Realms, where you had bases that will stay out until someone else destroys them. These will just stay out, and you can use them whenever you want to, uh, but they'll be worth negative points at the end of the game. So it's like always having, you'll have extra cards every turn, but it's gonna hurt you if you get too many of these things. You don't have to use them, uh, but if you do use them in the word, uh, you can't, it says on the bottom of each of the cards, you can't use uh, whatever you made to purchase victory points. So you can get some really good cards, but you can never use them to get the the things that are gonna win you the game at the end. Hmm. Uh, and then, what was the other one? I think that's, that's it? Yes, I'm gonna say that's it, and if I miss something, eh, heck with it. <laughs> 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 Damn the torpedoes. We did enough. But how, isn't that enough for you? Aren't you satisfied? Audience? Yes. There's there's so much there's so much in there that you can add whatever you want and take out whatever you want. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, the other thing was uh they added two more common letter cards. So they added the U that was missing in the and they also added a Y. So all of the vowels can now be in the common letter pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, it, uh, that's the one I I'm a uh, uh, keep it. I've got my eyes on the expansion as well, just because uh, I played Paperback enough, just to warrant getting it. And it does sound like there are some really cool modular elements in that that I would really enjoy throwing into the mix. So, uh, yeah. if you are interested, and there the you go. The other thing to mention, yes. The other thing to mention, and I'll make this real quick. I feel like I'm rushed. Oh, God. Hurry you got to go. Uh, I'm starting a timer. Uh, he does have another game out called Hardback, not Paperback, but oh, Hardback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't own it. I've played it a few times. Uh, it plays pretty similar to this, uh, except for how the game you know, ends. Instead of putting the victory points in your hand, you just earn them straight out. It actually plays a lot like Star Realms in that you're, you're making these words and then some of, the, some of the letters will interact with each other and each of the letters usually is uh, in, in some, some type of uh, theme of a book. So it's like, oh, these are romance novels. This is a romance novel E and this is a horror Y. So if you can use them, they usually do uh, things that like build on it. So like, oh, I've played two romance novel letters. That means for each of them, then I get an extra thing to spend this turn so I can get even better letters or I get extra victory points or I can grab additional things to make future turns more beneficial to me. Uh, so and there's also the, the again, as I mentioned, kind of like a base letter. So it's, it stays out and just like in Star Realms, uh, it'll stay out until the other player destroys it and the way to destroy it is for them to use that letter in their word. So it's gonna stay out, be available for you until someone else uses it in their word and then it's gone. And then it goes, it gets shuffled back into your deck. And I think in this game, you're just whoever gets to 60 points first instead of being uh, something based off of when a deck runs out. This is just get to 60 points first. So it's it's interesting. I like it. Uh, when I first played it, I'm like, this is so much better than paperback. And then I got the expansion to paperback. And I'm like, this is so much better than hardback. So uh, really, you know, it's it's how you feel about it. If you really like Star Realms and you want more of a word game, go hardback. But if if you kind of want to avoid that that type of like synergy type thing, then go with the the standard paperback, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think that's good advice. I have not played hardback, um, but uh, my little research that I did between the two, I, I'm happy I have paperback just because I think I would actually get paperback to the table more often 
Um, and with the expansion option, I, I don't know. I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> I concur, basically, is what I'm saying. I concur wholeheartedly. Uh, if you guys concur you with can, us, that talk, talk about a segue anything. right there, right? Pretty Everyone, I'll just wait for your applause. Yes. Um, if you concur with what we're talking about, reach out and let us know, please, by getting a hold of us on Twitter with uh, Chits and Chat. Or you can also find us on our uh, podcast hosting page, eaesdrop.com, E-A-S-E-D-R-O-P.com. Find us, uh, the Chits and Chat page, and leave us a comment. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Excuse me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us for this episode. We're excited to get back to you guys next time and jump into the next game in our bar game series. Alex, do you have any last words? <laughs> oh, that was, that was I, I Any con- final words? I concur. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Good. Well, <laughs> with that, we'll see you guys next time. Gunker. <laughs>